Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Sovereign Projector podcast. So happy to have you here. Um, Okay, so uh, for everyone who listened to part one of my travel adventure of the last seven-ish months, um, thank you. means the world. It was so nice to go on that adventure with you. I am planning to probably potentially even record part two this afternoon. We'll see how I feel, see how long I talk uh, this morning on this, on this podcast. Um, but yeah, so this is back to a like weekly lesson podcast. So if you didn't listen to last week's podcast, um, the full body decision making one, I sort of said about how on my Instagram, I have been doing like weekly mini lessons, right? Like having a theme for the week uh, and really like condensing a teaching that I feel is like really important for all of us to be focusing on in that moment uh, into like a few different posts and like talking about it in my stories. But I realized like having a podcast to go along with it would be really, really good for people who, you know, don't have time to like read through Instagram posts and stuff like that and prefer to just chuck on a podcast and go. So that is what today's episode is. And then, yeah, I mean, you'll be able to tell the difference between like when I'm doing a travel recap or like a story time and when we're doing a teaching. Okay. So let's get straight into it. So this week's mini lesson is about being the muse. So I'm going to, just like last time, probably go through like a few little like bits of context that you need to know to understand what I'm talking about. Um, And then also just like break down the teaching and yeah, you can start to play with it, integrate it and all of that stuff. So firstly, being the muse, um, what I'm talking about when I'm talking about being the muse, I'm talking about what basically like, you know, how you have like artists have a muse. So I am talking about being the muse, you embodying a muse for the universe, God, divinity to help you, assist you in like co-creating the life that you desire, right? Like being almost the embodiment of the frequency, holding that uh, imagery, vibration, frequency of the life you desire to see around you and through that inspiring divinity to paint this this masterpiece around you, okay? So uh, the background, I think, before I go any further into the actual, like, practice of being a muse and even, like, unpacking the muse archetype a bit more is, like, what we're talking about here is about organic manifestation, right? This is organic co-creation. This is something I've been teaching on for the last, I don't know, like, year, but especially, like, since... September, October last year, um, when I did my rest in peace, spiritual good girl, uh, masterclass. Um, so organic manifestation is, it's really like just the terminology I've given to really releasing this like straining, pushing, um, intense version of like manifestation and slipping into a more organic and natural unfolding, of you know you're still actively co-creating with the universe but it's not as like pushy back and forth so okay so um right what do I want to talk about next um 
Okay, so really as a human embodiment of God, which is what you are, I've spoken about that a lot of times, right? Every single person you see is like divinity brought to life. We are this like, we are the universe experiencing itself, like, and our cells, our DNA, our body, our hearts, our consciousness is all like created, crystallized from the whole, the whole being, all of creation, we are these tiny little fragments um, brought to life by like physical DNA and like our physical flesh, blood, bones, as well as uh, our energetic bodies, our energetic system systems, our life force energy enlivening us, right? And all of this is, you know, as within, so without, like we are a small fragment of the whole. We are human embodiments of God. Okay, so as a human embodiment of God, and if God is the creator or, you know, divinity is creating all that is, then you as this human embodiment of divinity are both the artist, right? Because you are a representative of infinity here on planet Earth and also the muse. You are also... Um, what has been created, right? And what is inspiring the, like the next parts of creation. Okay. So we can think about this and like really what I'm talking about it on as it, oh my God, what was that sentence? Really how I'm talking about it in this particular episode is like on an individual basis, right? Like for the life you desire, you being the muse for that. But we can think about this on a collective scale too, right? the more that humanity, like enough individual humans focus on being the muse or being the energetic, um, like representation, the physical energetic, uh, representation of the world that we desire to see creation will more and more reflect that like the artistry, the art that we see around us, AKA our life, our world will more and more reflect that. Right. Okay. So who is the muse? Like, let's talk about this archetype, right? So, you know, when you start to like lean into your feminine, you sort of start to realize, right? I'm sure you've all kind of experienced this, that there are so many different flavors and archetypes, right? And one of my favorite archetypes of the feminine is the muse, The muse doesn't need to do anything, be anything. She just is. She inspires art by being, right? Like every artist needs their muse. And while the muse might be like, you know, this fascinating like person, at the end of the day, what is inspiring and what inspires creation in her name um, is the frequency she holds, right? The energy she emits, the vibe she's putting out. That's what inspires. It's that, that woman who, who turns heads when, whenever she walks through the room, right? People can't help but stop and stare. And it's not because of like how she looks. It is the energy she is emitting. She is radiating. And what is happening here is that like, she's emitting such an incredible, powerful, communicative frequency into her energy field that the rest of the energy around her so the rest of creation around her is stirred up and like the masculine where whether we are thinking of it as like 
the artist in this like very like <laughs> gender normative um like example or uh you know in the example of like the universe or or divinity or god right they can't help like the masculine cannot but help rearranging other energy right to create something new in her honor right right like think of the Taj Mahal uh think of like anything that has ever been created like these grand masterpieces was all triggered by the frequency that a feminine being was emitting that is incredible okay and so you are inspiring right so if you're tapping into your inner muse right what creation is she inspiring right now is she feeling like flat and lifeless and like Ugh, what's the point in life and all of that like then she is emitting that that like she is communicating that frequency um and that's not inspiring like a lot of like fresh innovative new creation to take place but if you consciously tap into your muse and decide to embody the muse and sort of really start to think about, okay, what is the um, artistry that I would like to see my life become? What is the artistry that I would like the world uh, to become? And how can I be the human divine embodiment of that, right? Like how can I call in this muse energy into my body, into my field and start emitting that frequency that will inspire energy to move to to like be a physical um realist like real representation of what i'm putting out okay so you can think about the muse and you can start playing with the muse in like any way that you want whether that is just through energy or whether you have like actual imagery of like the classic muses right just women throughout history who have inspired our creation just through being and again it's not that like yeah it's it's like you are just through what you be like through what you are representing through the energy you are putting out into the world regardless of what you're doing right it doesn't matter if you're like washing the dishes or picking the kids up from school or whatever it is you are holding an energy holding a frequency of inspiration of innovation of newness of yeah I'm the best like so make art that reflects how much of the best I am you know um all right what else do I want to talk about okay so obviously a huge part of embodying the muse is going to involve like dislodging past identities because all right if we think about this very basically in like manifestation terms it's like you are um being the change that you would like to see right like the the life that you desire requires you to offer that frequency um at this point in time okay and so we also know that it can be very very difficult to offer a frequency of wealth and inspiration and um beauty and love and you know thriving I just remembered that I left a peanut butter hot chocolate on the stove okay it's okay I think I turned it off anyway um yeah we know that it can be very very difficult to like hold 
that frequency um, when you have like lodged in your body these past identities, right, that we can have a lot of attachment to. Like we can be really, really attached to not being the muse, right, not being inspiring or like if you think like as a creator being you are always creating, whether that is with your conscious like um, whole body, this is what I desire to see sort of sort of energy or if you're creating from a subconscious like frequency of I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I suck, life is hard, da-da-da-da-da, uh, right, that most of humanity is creating from, although that is definitely changing. Um, so if you think about it like that, it's like, yeah, we have a lot of attachment to our past identities, to our core identities, right? And identity is something that you have identified with. And so what you're going to need to do in becoming and embodying the muse for the life that you desire is beginning to identify with different versions of self, right? You are going to create literally a new identity for yourself. So you can, you know, you probably already know what sort of things that you identify with. Like I identify with being from a specific like part of the world for um, acting a specific way, for spending my weekends a specific way and start making changes. And like, that's just it. It's like, you don't even need to get it like exactly right straight away. Any change is good change because disidentifying I don't even know if that's a word, but let's go with it. Disidentifying from like one specific identity will let you know that it is possible and it is safe, right? All our body, all our nervous system ever wants to know is, is it safe for me to do this? Is it safe for me to proceed with this? Or should I like resort back to the norm, what I'm accustomed to, the identity that has gotten me to like, you know, age 20, 30, 40, 50, whatever, right? The, the identity that's kept me safe this long, should I just revert back to it? Um, and so like a very simple example would be like, so for me, right? Like I have identified with, I don't like working out, right? I don't like it. It's so hard. I don't do it, blah, 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 blah. And then for the last like month and a half, I've been like, do you know what? I no longer identify with that identity. (laughs) I no longer identify with that, with that as part of the personality that I am taking on. And it is literally like, it's like giving yourself a personality transplant. And so while like in like the regular world, you can see a personality transplant as something bad because it's like, oh, you know, you're like changing your personality when you bring in like spirituality and all of that to it, you know that like a personality transplant is amazing because you are playing with different flavors of your human expression, right? Like we are here to experiment with different ways of bringing humanity to life. Okay. So a personality transplant is literally you saying like, okay, I'm done with the identity of being someone who doesn't work out. And now I'm trying on the identity of someone who works out 25 minutes every morning. Um, And this is just like a little hot tip. I shared this on my Instagram story like a few weeks ago, but you know, if you don't um, watch that or follow me or whatever, if you're having trouble finding motivation to work out, use Little Mix. Like Little Mix, uh, you know, the song Hair is so good. I think that like if, if Hair by Little Mix had come out while I was in high school, that would have been my entire personality, right? Okay. I mean, the fact that they wrote an entire song about like getting a breakup haircut, essentially, genius, genius. Um, And so I've literally begun to dislodge this like 
personality trait, this fragment of my identity, something I was identifying with from my entire being so that I can really continue to shape myself as the muse that I would like to embody in order to inspire creation in the way I like. And so your little piece of homework is to begin to identify what are the identities that you are connecting to, that you are taking on, um, that is stopping you from, you know, being the muse for the life that you desire, right? Inspiring creation to match a frequency that you are putting out into the world, right? What are those identities you're clinging to? Um, and in that identity, what are you identifying with or what are you identifying as, Uh, so in the example, it's like part of my identity was being someone who doesn't work out in that I was identifying with, I don't like exercise, right? A belief that I don't like exercise. I'm sure there's a lot more to unpack there, but that was all I had to kind of like, uh, realize, connect to, to be able to like break that. And then, you know, little challenge, start to embody the opposite, right? Or if not the opposite, just like a little, little change in that identity. Give yourself that personality transplant so that you can step deeper into being the muse. Okay, so let me just check my notes. Um, Okay, so later this week, like I said, we've still got um, two, like part two of the travel series, and then I'm going to do a Malta special from my time in Malta, and we'll talk about that and the multi-connection to divine feminine and aliens and um, uh, astrology and everything. So that's going to be a really fun episode. And then I'm kind of in like a post-Saturn return glow up phase right now. So Saturn and Aquarius humans, shout out. Uh, We finished our Saturn return in March, like fully officially handed the baton over to our Saturn and Pisces friends. And yeah, I'm just like, like I said, like been working out, but then I'm also overhauling like my entire business, like all of my offerings um, are getting a major upgrade. I already started, like I said, with the astrology training. So I think I'm also going to record like both a, like, I guess, what's the word? Like back, back end or like um, background look at how I'm giving like a glow up to both my energy and my business. And then also like yeah, what that is looking like. So like a, we'll do like travel updates, life updates, and then I'll also do a separate episode for like business updates as well. So that will be coming, right? Because this is me like stepping into that next iteration of the muse, right? The new muse that I want to be to inspire that next iteration of creation to take shape around me. Okay, so like I said, let me check my my notes dislodging past identities we spoke about no um I was actually really really thorough and yet quick today right there's your 20 minute pep talk for the week um and I definitely feel like I mean I'm gonna go heat up that peanut butter hot chocolate and have that (laughs) but then I definitely feel like I have enough energy to record um the the next episode the travel part two as well um yeah, I um, I spent this morning prepping for my first like updated human design module tomorrow. We're talking about full body decision making, authority, um, all the fun stuff. Like when I tell you this, like 
that and the evolutionary astrology updates are going to be the best bodies of work that I've ever put out. I'm not lying. I'm so proud of them already. Okay. Lots of love. I will talk to you soon or maybe later, depending on how you like to space apart your podcast listening. Um, And I'm really glad to be back. And I'm so happy that you guys are still all here. I know it's been like a long break and it's funny because, you know, you look back and it's like, my episodes are like, okay, goodbye. I'm back. Goodbye. I'm back. Um, Yeah, I'm back now. So it feels really good and lots of love.